All right, guys, welcome to episode 57 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where at around 14 minutes and 31 seconds, Brandon's probably going to fall asleep. Brandon. I can't believe you're bringing this up right now. 14 minutes and 31 <laughs> seconds. Wow. Wow. Do you want to explain what 14 minutes and 31 uh, seconds, I, how that's relevant to the podcast, it, Brandon? It, no, it's, it's not, not the amount of time it took for me to lose my virginity the first time. No, wow. 1431 is the amount of time it took Brandon to fall asleep during AEW Dynamite last night. <laughs> no, that is not. I did not fall asleep, all right? I just closed really? my eyes for like a second. It was like a, an extended blink. My eyes are a little dry. You blinked for two hours. No, you blinked that long. for two hours. You literally did was... not watch any of Dynamite. <laughs> there was a point where you were slumped over to the point where I thought I was going to have to start chest compressions. Uh, I no, was like, I was... <laughs> I was like, this guy's dead. He's di- he wow. died in my house. The resale, and I was more concerned about the resale value of my house now that someone has died in it. I was at, I was, I was at an angle. I will admit on the couch, but it was just it was just for comfort reasons. I was like sort of leaning. You were you were at an angle that okay. only the deceased Elbow. would be comfortable in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I will oh, admit, sweet Jesus, I did drool a couple times, but that was that was it. I was in the game. All right, I was in it to win it. I think I think the best part the best part by the way was uh during the Luchasaurus match, and I shouted <laughs> something from the kitchen, and I got no response. All I got was. <laughs> No. No. It, it was I heard the, you when you said it. What did I say? I didn't, I didn't feel it either. What did I say? It was about the the lucha uh, pizza, right? Pizza and the lucha source. Pizza. I yeah. said that's oh, that's say, why Peter Avalon was Peter Avalon, was reading a dinosaur I, book because he's facing I, I, Luchasaurus. But no, no, I, Brandon, no. Pizza. I was talking about pizza. Pizza, Brandon. I was a little foggy, but uh, yeah, that was pizza. I think it's Peter I, Avalon. I think that was the thing. That's it was close. Probably the best way to describe yeah, you. That's why I didn't respond because I was like, "What? What is he talking about? Pizza and Luchasaurus?" So I didn't say anything. All right. Anyway, guys, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, remember we have a new format here. We're just going to talk about what whatever the hell we want to talk about. We're not necessarily going to run down the card anymore because. I don't think you want to hear us run down one, two, three, four, what, five shows every week? So we're just going to talk about what we feel were the best parts of those shows. So we're definitely talking about CM Punk on WWE Backstage. We're talking about Jim Cornette resigning from the NWA and the comments that made him resign. Uh, We're going to talk about the fact that, do I have heat with Shannon Moore? And I'm gonna explain. <laughs> and I'm gonna. Ex- I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. Oh no! And we're also gonna talk. <laughs> we're also gonna talk about NXT beating AEW in the ratings for the uh, first time. Uh, Brandon, all right, here we go. I want you to pick a topic. Which one do you want to talk about first? Hold on, hold on. Before we dive in, before we dive into the topics, this is somewhat wrestling related. Oh God, he's got a story to tell. No, uh, it's actually not a story. Guys, please it's, do uh, be guys. Th- those of you who are listening, watching right now live, please, please stay tuned. I promise, I'll talk about better stuff after Brandon's done. So please, bear this, with this us. Is, this is we really got to get through this. I just want to say, what's going on with PlayStation View? Everybody, was anybody that listens to the show using PlayStation View? I mean, is wait, hold is on, hold it? on. Let's is, wait. Let's wait for the answers. 
yeah, we get <laughs> crickets. That's the problem. No one was using PlayStation View. No you... <laughs> I think the best. I best. Uh, I think the best thing is that Brandon literally, like, you were a perfect example of why PlayStation View failed because your first thing was this, like, uh, does Xbox have an equivalent? So for those who yeah, don't know, a, for those yeah. who don't know, PlayStation View is a TV streaming service. On January thirty first, uh, they're go or thirtieth. Is there thirty one days in January? Uh, oh man, January thirtieth. Oh my god, yeah. I, I need to stop hanging out with you. You're making me ignorant. <laughs> so January 30th is the last day of PlayStation View. They never gained traction. And I think I can sum it up by saying this. Brandon literally goes, uh, is there an Xbox equivalent? <laughs> and I'm like, Brandon, you don't need a X, uh, like a PlayStation to watch PlayStation View. It's just a streaming service. It's on Apple TV and like all of these other uh, platforms. And then Brandon, yeah, see, and then Brandon admit, fell back asleep. Was, yeah. <laughs> and then he fell back asleep. Exclusive, and I went to sleep because it's like, oh, it's not. I can right. get it anywhere. But now I can't even get it. I was going to maybe get it. Now I can't Why get would it you either. get it? Mother pays for well, good cable service. We were using it. <laughs> Why would I want to use it? Maybe if I play the PlayStation, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll check out, you know, Rob. Brandon, Brandon no one believes fact. no one believes that you're going to get PlayStation View. You're using your scummy Russian sites I'm to fine. download your illegal streams. We know what no. you're doing. We know what you're doing. No. I don't know who you're trying to impress right I'd now. Pay. I'd you think pay. Chris Van Vliet's <laughs> listening or something right now? And you, you, you think you're trying to impress him? Uh. Chris, do you use PlayStation View? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Still anyway. Said- all right, let's, let's get it. Oh, all, right, all right, you want me to pick a topic? I'll pick a topic. Let us uh, let's start first with freaking NXT beating. You want to start AEW hot and heavy? You want I to start mean, hot and heavy on this podcast? All right, Jacksonville Dixie Tony Khan has failed us all. <laughs> we really needed yes, an alternative. They lost, they lost one week. At, they lost one week, we but they've completely we failed. What is the Bella Little Show? We're all losing right. to the all middle right. show, everybody. So last, it's already over. The war's over. So on Wednesday night, I sent out a tweet that said, tonight might be the night that NXT beats AEW Dynamite. Some huge names are rumored to be showing up. I had people telling me I was wrong. I had people saying, no, there's no way. And now we hear that AEW Dynamite did 893,000 and NXT did 916,000. So there you go, you marks. Because the problem I have with people... And this is people who like NXT and and people who like Dynamite. The problem I have is, like, I get it. You're loyal to your brand, but you're so loyal that you're creating your own ignorance. You're like, you're like, there's no way NXT will beat AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, again, if we're comparing apples to apples, did not put on as good a show as NXT. NXT, now granted, yes, people will go, well, they put out the the Raw and SmackDown superstars, etc., etc. And that's true. But I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that but weren't they just like NXT guys already? Right. It wasn't like, yeah. So it's just more NXT news. Well, look, at the end of the day, Ugh. at the end of the day, Ugh. NXT it worse. finally beat uh, AEW Dynamite. And I have said this on this podcast. I said this day would come because AEW Dynamite's ratings have slowly been going down and NXT's ratings have slowly been going up. I'm not being biased. I watch Dynamite. You know that for a fact. We watch Dynamite. We didn't watch That's NXT. Right. I wa- we watched Dynamite. Sorry, yeah, I right. watched Wait, Dynamite. On, hey. Brandon, Brandon heard Dynamite in, in his sleep. But there. that being said, um, AEW Dynamite, 893,000. NXT, 916,000. I would dare... It's the first time they beat them. I know I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked. I know I'm, I'm repeating myself at this point. 
But honestly, it's it's because they had such a good storyline. This whole Survivor Series storyline is good. Granted, what the hell are they fighting for? They're just fighting for brand supremacy. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> like, they should be fighting for something. Like, shouldn't they be fighting for, like, the brand that wins gets number 30 in the Rumble? The brand that wins uh, gets first dibs on next year's money in the bank slots? Like, next draft shouldn't pick or something? next know. draft pick? Like, shouldn't there be a reason why all of these people are so loyal to their brand? Like, it's kind of dumb, in my opinion. I just I, I I don't know. Explain it to me, Brandon. Let let let's make this our turn a negative into a positive <laughs> segment right here. So, Look, what's the positive coming out of this? The positive coming out of this is, is developmental NXT is BAW in the ratings because of the good storyline, right? Right. So that's positive. You get all the uh, NXT guys on the main shows getting featured. You know, introducing them to the mainstream audience. Right. So that's a, that's a positive. That's good. Uh, Seth Rollins has something to do. That's good. Seth Rollins was definitely uh, not not well received uh, <laughs> there at Full Sail University. It was like it was like Brandon. Oh man, I shouldn't say what I was about to say. <laughs> no, no, you gotta say it. You gotta. I was say gonna it. say it's like Brandon walking into a KKK rally. <laughs> like it was a. It was just really a lot of a lot of vitriol being thrown. Yeah, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, but anyway, I it's, make it though. I put right in. Uh, put right in. Wow. Good job, yeah. Brandon. But uh, it's like Brandon walking into the pink pony after owing a five thousand dollar tab. <laughs> There it is. There it is, Brandon. But yeah, Seth Rollins got booed, man. That was crazy. That was crazy. People were not digging Seth Rollins being there. I was shocked. Seth Rollins crossed the line, man. He's now a corporate raw guy. He lost his NXT street cred. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. What? <laughs> no? You don't think so? I don't think so. He's still NXT through and through? Oh, it's all good. Let's let's talk about something though. Something I I did want to touch on, just just super random. But Samoa Joe it was the highlight of Monday Night Raw for me, uh, being in the commentary booth. Samoa Joe, like like he gives that big fight feel. He gives that big fight feel to to commentary. Like he feels like the former fighter, you know, that's talking from experience. So like I'm excited. Not not that I'm looking forward to it because I don't want to say that. I want to see Samoa Joe in the right. ring. But I'm you know. I'm excited for the day he does retire because there's definitely going to be a role for him. I mean, right. he literally could be like the Jim Ross or something of the next generation because he's just so good. He, like, I believed everything he was saying. Yeah, kind of like the exact TNA opposite guy. of what Brandon does on this podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but seriously. Uh, speaking of Samoa Joe, how are you liking Samoa Joe on uh, the backstage, WWE backstage? Uh, Samoa Joe was good on WWE backstage, but we got a someone a little bit better now at WWE backstage. <laughs> the voice of the voiceless CM Punk. Did you watch WWE backstage or did you feel it as it your not... eyes were closed? <laughs> I felt it. I felt it as my eyes were closing. So I got, I got, I had little feelers out there. This is crazy, man. CM Punk working for Fox, I guess, you know, indirectly with the WWE. I saw it was on there. It was cool. Not only did they have the little interview segment, they gave him a little promo segment at the end, which was neat. Dude, the promo so segment, cool, the man. promo segment was the best when he just cut a promo on Tom Arnold. He cut a <laughs> promo Arnold, with Tom Arnold. And Seth. 
Uh, yeah, and just like jab Seth Rollins while saying it too. Like that that final one was really funny. Like when uh Tom Arnold is saying like, "What's this guy a buck fifty now?" And just like see Punk says <laughs> good lines when he's just literally like, um, he's like, "I don't care if I'm a buck fifty or two hundred. You couldn't take me bowling." And just like just like. The lies that he says, man. I'm so glad CM Punk's back, but I I think the best part about CM Punk being back is like, I don't know about you, but and, and I, anyone out there, you know, hit me up on the chat with this one. It's like, but I just feel happy watching someone that we've admired for years be happy. Like, he doesn't mm. seem bitter. He doesn't seem, uh, you know, out of place where, you know, before it was just a lot of WWE and wrestling bashing in general. And he's just coming from right. a place that seemed negative. Now he just seems like all of that's dropped. He's just having fun. He's having a good time. I was like, this is the CM Punk that I missed. This is the right. CM Punk I missed. You know, th- this guy. This this is where the you know the charisma is. Well, let, let's speak about this. How yeah. the hell does CM Punk do better promos on WWE backstage <laughs> than guys do on the main shows? Is that like a testament to how good CM Punk is, or is that yeah, like how bad yeah. like some of the other roster is? Like, I don't believe Seth Rollins when he I don't talks. Wanna, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I don't even know if that's Seth Rollins. This crowd. Like, What's yeah, the now? I just don't think Seth Rollins is that kind of performer, like a talker Seth type. Rollins needs to be. I don't think man. he needs I, to be. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be cutting babyface promos, really. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio cutting babyface promos nowadays seems really good, though. Yeah. Ray, Ray Ray, I'm actually looking forward to Ray Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, oh, Dude, yeah. That's another match. See, a punk gave high praise. Right. We got it exactly. Damn. And at least that's the one thing I liked about Punk is that he was very fair. He didn't go like, "Oh, I don't like Brock Lesnar." He was fair. He was literally like, you know, Brock. Like Brock's on. When Brock's he's on. Legit, he's yeah. Like, yeah, he's on. And. and Dude, I that's why I like CM Punk because like I have very similar views to CM Punk. Like I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I'm gonna sound bitter sometimes, but you know I'm gonna give credit where it's due. I'm gonna yes, I'm comparing myself to CM Punk, but that, he was one of my favorite superstars. And there's you know it sucks when he now, hold left. Hold on a second. Yeah. How come he can compare himself to CM Punk, but I can't bring up my toe injury compared to other people's injuries? Wait a second. Are you- yeah. An injury? You're comparing... I'm your... just saying. Why is this toe injury making more appearances on this podcast than your sense of humor? <laughs> the, 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 that toe has made more appearances on the podcast than your cell phone, and God knows it's in every episode. That toe has made more appearances than women in Brandon's life. But anyway... <laughs> <sighs> but speaking of... Be- thing, but speaking of things being forced down our throats, Brandon... Like Yes. That sounded weird with the women one. I didn't mean it like that. I meant more so like a conversation with you being forced down our throats. What do you think about Roberto Carrillo uh, and his push? Because I feel like it's just, it's really lame. (laughs) Does it feel organic? No, it like they have Rey Mysterio, like just so happens to to have to endorse him. Like, you know, like to all the Latinos out there, like, hey man, you're doing a really good, uh, you're doing a really good job uh, and make sure you don't have to have surgery. In your left knee, uh, don't don't fly as much as me. But Ray Ray Mysterio, like I don't know, it's coming across hokey, and like it's not like I ever disliked Umberto Carrillo, but it's like mm. why I don't like I've never liked when they got the the storyline of like the legends shaking people's hands. Like I remember they did that to for John Cena early in his career, and the Undertaker shook his hand. He's a good job, kid, and I'm just like, ugh, yeah. And and you, we all saw what happened to that John Cena kid. He didn't do shit in the business. 
Freaking <laughs> Mark. Absolutely he's probably nothing. probably sweeping floors somewhere as we speak. Mark for himself. Look, I don't know, man. Can Umberto be the next big Latin star? Of WWE. He is, I think, but it's like I don't want it to come by that means because I it just, it just sounds lame. It just looks lame. But speaking of speaking of handshakes, maybe I should explain that Shannon Moore. <laughs> That Shannon Moore thing. So, so yeah. What's what's going on with the Shannon Moore guy? So we all so we all went to uh you know I was I was at Knockout Wrestling and uh, I did a little bit of so things changed and uh, I'll say it on this podcast I was asked to be the ring announcer and then they had two other ring announcers show up. Uh, Other people had had like you know basically looking for work kind of thing, and um, I was told like no you're gonna be the ring announcer for the show like we're adamant on you. And I kind of oh, nice. like, I took a step back and I kind of analyzed and they wanted one of these other guys to interview. Now he didn't look comfortable with interviewing, like holding a mic to a wrestler and talking. He almost looked like he was about to shit himself, like at the thought of like having to ask wrestlers questions and kind of come up with stuff on the fly. Hmm. So I kind of took it upon myself and I looked at them and I said, Hey, uh, why don't you let this other guy do ring announcing? I said, I'll do the interviews. And they're like, well, well, why? And I don't you want to ring announce? I said, yeah, yeah, ring announcing's fine, but ring announcers kind of step back, and they're kind of just, you know, they don't show their personality. I said, with the interviews, I can, I can talk to people. Like I can, if they're being a heel and they want to like talk to me bad, I can give it back to them. You know, like I can, can give something with it. And not only that, we can commentate, like after the fact too. Because if I'm interviewing and commentating, cool. If I'm ring announcing and commentating, that's kind of weird, my opinion. But anyway. Um, without saying there, there was, there was some issues, but Shannon Moore showed up because uh, of another, yeah, Shannon Moore showed up because he was supposed to be on another show and things happened and he wasn't on that show. So he just showed up backstage and, you know, once everyone caught wind of that, you know, put him in a match. And, uh, so I went up to him, like I was talking to Izzy or something and, uh, I, I go up to Shannon and I shake his hand and I'm like, Hey, what's, what's going on? And Shannon gives me this, like, really limp handshake. It's, it was to the point where I thought he was like, is this guy just, you know, who's this bar? Is he big leaguing you, Right, bro? yeah. Like, I was like, is this guy big leaguing me? Like, what's going on? Like, why, why is he doing this? So, so I didn't, like, really make it a thing. Like, I didn't really make it an issue because it, it is what it is. It's fucking Shannon Moore. Like, if he wants to big league me, let him big league me. He's Shannon Moore. He's been in WWE, you know? He's friends with the Hardy Boys. Like, he's a big, he's a big guy. So, anyway... The, the point is, we, we go there, and I, me- I mentioned it to somebody, you know, I won't say who, but I mentioned it to somebody, you know, just kind of like, oh, you know, Shannon, you know, they were kind of like, you know, careful, careful with Shannon, I hear he's mean to people sometimes, and I was like, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, you know, he, he gave me, like, he, he didn't shake my hand, like, really hard, and they go, oh, that's good, and I was like, why, and he goes, okay, like, there's an unwritten rule in the business that if someone shakes your hand hard, that means they're going to stiff you in the ring. Oh, so damn. I learned something. Yeah. I learned something, which is cool, even in all my years of wrestling fandom, because they basically told me the fact that I was told by this worker that because Shannon kind of shook my hand like that, that was basically saying, like, you know, he would he was OK with me. Oh, so apparently that. I don't what have heat. Apparently I don't have heat with Shannon Moore. Uh, which was good, but dude, so there you go. I mean, that's, I mean, if anybody's a worker on the chat right now, yeah, uh, let, let me know, know. like, is that, is that legit or were they just trying to make me, or were they just trying to make me feel good? Like in the same way, like when Brandon's like, uh, oh, man, I don't think that girl wants, wants me. And I'm just like, no, man, the reason, the reason she said, get away from me, bitch 
was because like you know that's her way of saying she likes you like you know and brandon's like yeah and brandon's like oh brandon's like oh okay cool like yeah she she digs me cool like it i think that chick did did dig me what chick what What are you talking about the one that kept asking me if i had um if i was aroused (laughs) oh please don't tell the story again yeah, I will tell the story again, but I think that's that's maybe that's what it was. Nope. I just didn't pick up on it. Right, right. That's what it was, Brandon. Yeah. Whatever you want to think, uh, uh, whatever you want to think. But let's get into Jim Cornette. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Jim Cornette. All right. Have you heard freaking... what the line? Have you heard about this person? Yes, I read the line. I, I heard the line actually. I heard it. He's freaking brilliant, man. The way he describes things. Uh, especially like it was, you know, I'm assuming like, off the fly during his commentary is just. Well, that's it's the problem. It's not on the fly. Genius. No, it's not on the fly. It's not on the fly. So I'm going to correct a lot of things because I've noticed the internet is, is getting this well, all wrong. They're like, well, there whether and whether it's the side that's like he was not being racist or the side that that is saying yeah. he was definitely being racist. Everybody's getting it wrong. So I'm here to correct you because I am the pundit of professional wrestling. Okay, <laughs> I'm the one with all the knowledge. I'm the one who's best friends with Shannon Moore. Yeah. And I... <laughs> he lip-wristed you. I'm the one who gets lip-wristed thing. by Shannon Moore. Yeah. Uh, but all jokes aside, Shannon Shannon Moore was awesome. He did an interview with me and uh, amazing. I got nothing but good things to say about Shannon Moore, just for the record. All right, Shannon, if you're listening right now, uh, and, and Chris Van Vliet, if you're listening right now, Brandon still has a crush on you. Um, <laughs> but then... <laughs> He still hasn't sent me my Emmy. I'm still waiting. Uh, yeah. So, no. Yeah. yeah. He, he sent. He told me to send. Uh, to have you send your address to him. And, oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he'll definitely send it. Anyway. So Jim Cornette. Uh. So Jim Cornette. Let Let Let's correct this. Jim Cornette has been saying that line since like 1984. I have a clip okay. of like Big Bubba Rogers and the Midnight Express, and he's on NWA right. and he's talking like this, and he goes, "Big Bubba Rogers, the only man that can step that that could what was it strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back yeah. and drive across Ethiopia." Ethiopia, right? Now, so there's the pro- nothing. Yeah, it's just that he's been saying it. Sort of like he's been he's saying, been it, saying right. it. So Again, let's let's slow this down. If if, yeah. if if you didn't hear what I said, the line is. The only man that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his on his back and drive a motor scooter across, across Ethiopia. Ethiopia. That's the line. Yeah. Now, yeah. here's my Ethiopia, problem. Ethiopia known for starving. Star- especially in the eighties, there was a starvation yeah. epidemic. Okay. So let's yeah, let's lean towards one that side right now. In the eighties, there was an epidemic in Ethiopia. There was uh people were starving. So there was a crisis. It was a relevant thing to say. Um it's still an iffy line, even back then. But it, when yeah, he was a heel, right? When he's yeah, a heel manager, no, yeah. no, listen. When he's a heel manager, and he's talking about right. his guys, the Midnight Express, and he's talking about Big Bubba Rogers, and he's saying this tough son of a bitch, he's the only guy that can do it and walk out and survive. Right. I accept it. I I, I accept it because it's a relevant line. It, it it's it works in the moment, um, and he's getting his guys over. Fast forward to 2019. Yes, let's call a spade a spade. Our society <laughs> is so our society is looking for a reason to be offended. I'm looking at you guys cuz I know we're live on Twitter too. I'm looking at you all. You all keyboard warriors, you're looking for a damn reason to be offended. Here's a reason to be offended. You still live at home with your mothers in the basement. Right? Anyway. But anyway, <laughs> The problem I have is that people are looking for a reason to be offended. I think I had a friend say it, and it was a really good point. 
People get offended for a race, a gender, a thing before the people in question get offended over it. So they're making the decision for these people sometimes without input from them. What? How, how crazy is that in society? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to get offended at this line when I wasn't told that it was offensive towards that group. You get what I'm saying? But in this hey, case... Somebody's got to be offended. Somebody's got to be offended. Guess, but yeah. in this case... All right? Jim Cornette should have been cognizant of the fact that this is 2019. When you say a line about fried chicken and Ethiopia, there's only one way that's going to be taken. Jim <sighs> Cornette should be cognizant of the fact that if he says Trevor Murdoch... Trevor Murdoch was facing Nick Aldis on NWA Power. Yeah. And, he said, and he used the line again. He said, Trevor Murdoch, the only guy I know, which is a lie. So he's lying now because he said many men can do this. Uh, <laughs> the only guy that can strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back, ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. It's, it's, it's not brilliant. relevant in 2019. It's going to come across racist. And quite uh. frankly, the biggest thing about it is that he is no longer a heel character trying to get his guys over. That's the biggest thing that I think we should take away from this. He is a commentator. Brandon, we commentate for knockout wrestling. Uh, if I said a line like that, as a heel, because I'm funny. a heel commentator. I'm a heel uh -huh. commentator or knockout. If I said a line like that, wouldn't it be taken a certain way? Am I wrong in saying that? But it's my responsibility to know that I should not be saying things like that on commentary. Now, if I'm a heel manager and I want to get a rise out of someone, I have a little more wiggle room. I have a little more room to play with there. But why is it okay to say it as a heel commentator, not just as a regular commentator or as a manager? Like, why does I never that said make... it was? I, I never said it was a right to say as a heel commentator. I said as a heel manager. <laughs> Or a manager, for because that matter. Because there's, like, there's a, how does that make it because, any less controversial in 2019? Because at the time he was a guy that was trying to get heat onto his boys, so he right. was a heater, is the professional wrestling term. Right. It worked. He got booze. He got people to hate the guy. When you're a normal commentator that is not trying to put any of your boys over. It, and it just well, becomes a joke that you say it's taken a different yeah. way. But he, he's, he's, you know, he's complimenting it's also Trevor Murdoch. It's also 35, you know. 40 years past the fact. It's a different time period. I'm not saying that, okay, like, don't misconstrue what I'm saying because you're just as fickle as the damn wrestling, <laughs> the internet wrestling crowd. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that if Jim Cornette was in a, a, a heel manager right now in NWA that he would be able to get away with the sign. He wouldn't. I'm saying it's at least a little bit better, and I'm trying to give you context for why he could say it in 1985. It was a different time period. It was still <laughs> offensive, but at least there was a reason to what he was saying. It was like, I'm going to get my boy over. What did he do for Trevor Murdoch in that case? He made Trevor Murdoch seem like he's really tough. Like I, I, I'm like, oh yeah, damn, this Trevor Murdoch guy must be tough. Right, could, of course, of course, you're gonna sympathize to this, but it's a, it, it's really damn offensive. It, it's a, a really look, look. All jokes aside, it's a really damn offensive line. And Jim Cornette is 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 a lot smarter than that. And the problem I have with Jim Cornette, because I'm a Jim Cornette fan, by the way, a lot of people don't realize that I like Jim Cornette. But the problem is when Jim Cornette sits there and he says that, and then instead of like apologizing. 
he basically like makes fun of it and then says, Oh, go come check out my podcast. So I'll, I'll tell you what, what, you know, what really happened. It's just like, okay. So now you're just I, selling I tickets. Now, now you're just selling yeah. tickets. Like you're a piece of crap. That's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I can't defend Jim Cornette on this one. Like I can't Jim Cornette. I like how outspoken he is, but he's got to know where, when to toe the line. Brandon's going to say something about his broken toe now. Cause I said <laughs> the term toe. Look, I, I, I want to listen to his podcast now, and I've like not been paying attention to his of podcast. Of course, because you're because... because you're the type that likes to see like explosions. You want things, you want bad things to happen. You like to watch things like that. You're a horrible person, Brandon. You're the type of person that if you see a car crash, you 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 look as opposed to help. I remember that. Look, I'm, I'm glad he quit. I don't think it was something he needed to apologize for. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Like I said, like you said, he said it before. I mean, I, I I think it's better that he quit than you know have to issue some. Do you really believe that? Because you're stuttering like hell right now. So like, it makes me believe that you don't even you don't even believe what you're saying. No, I I do. I I think I think it was better to to just part ways. Worked out. I, I don't think he needs to apologize. Yeah, I don't for think it. I don't think Jim Cornette belongs. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt. I don't think I think the wrestling business has moved past who Jim Cornette is. It's very obvious that he doesn't like certain aspects of the business. If he doesn't even belong in the NWA, which is the most old school organization, he doesn't belong in the wrestling business. There's no other company that's going to provide him what he wants. What is he going to do? Go to AEW? The minute he sees Orange Cassidy, he'll have a heart attack and drop dead. Oh, Goddamn man. Orange Cassidy's killing the business. Oh, no. Now Mark Henry said Jim Cornette doesn't like black people. I, Come on, so, Henry. Look, the, dude, the thing about Mark Henry is, like, I believe Mark Henry. Mark Henry's never given me a reason to not believe him. Honestly. Like, he's a really well-spoken man. Very reputable. Like, what, what's wrong with Mark Henry? So if Mark Henry's saying that, I believe him. But, I mean, there's two sides to every coin, right? So Is I mean, it really that bad? That Brandon, now we have to get into whether or not Jim Cornette Brandon, likes black people. He is saying... He said fried chicken. Yeah, it's, it's, it's racist. How's it racist? It's fried because it the stereotype is that black people like fried chicken. Why did he, <laughs> like that? How is it not racist? No, in all seriousness, how do you like what I know you're trying to troll really hard, but like, no. how do you not see that this is a problem? I think what sometimes people read a little bit more into it i mean like i said there, there what what, there what is, else could he mean what else could he meant by that just that it, it was food been, it could have been any food yeah it could have why couldn't he say chicken why do you say fried chicken well he said it before it probably just came up it just right. flowed off, he said off it before top. and why in what goddamn world does he think to that in 2019 it's gonna go over well Everybody and by the way, we have chicken. just so you know, we have Russell Marvel for three through three. Brandon's biggest fan <laughs> joining us on the chat fan. right now. It says it, it. He apologizes. It says it did not alert him that our episode was live. I, I'm uh, so I'm no. sorry for that. I'm sorry for sorry, that. But that's okay. We'll get it together. We'll get it together. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What, what is what is uh what does he think about the whole thing? What do you mean? About about what Jim Cornette said. Uh, I don't look. The thing is, I guess we're gonna have to agree to disagree because uh, well, okay, disagree, yeah, no, okay. he, his response is Jesus, Brandon. You couldn't be any more <laughs> stupid. So you tell me. 
<laughs> yeah, but he always says I'm stupid, so I'm not sure what he's referring to. Yeah, he's honest. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's get into the fact that, uh, dude, I caused an uproar on Twitter this weekend. Like, I, I don't uh, know what I did. Uh, I don't yeah. know what I did, but just the fact that apparently, like, people don't like when when podcasts or wrestling fans in general don't pick a side when it comes to AEW versus WWE. Apparently, it's uh, the most offensive uh, thing you can do. Because, like, every time I, I, I posted something, I'm like, every time I, I post something that AEW should fix this, people give me shit. They're like, oh, you're WWE Mark. But the minute I say something like, oh, WWE needs to, you know, this segment sucked or something, people are like, yeah, you're stupid AEW Mark. So it's like, I don't I don't belong to either side, apparently. You know? And what it, you, wait, what did you do this time? <laughs> what did you call out? Just normal comments. I, did, I didn't call anybody out. And then you know, uh, but I, I I made a really cool post and uh, got a lot of lot of hits, which was um, made me really happy. I basically told people, I said, um, okay, cool. Since every I want to see basically who can be accountable for their company, and tell me wh- whichever your favorite company is, AEW or WWE. Tell me the worst thing about the company. Tell me something they can fix. And I got a lot of good feedback. People talking about AEW can fix the women's division. WWE can fix. This stupid Bobby Lashley segment. Wow. And, uh, it's like the best segment on the show. Really? You can't argue with YouTube views. Yeah, well, you can't argue with YouTube views. Because <laughs> that's the problem. People are like you, Brandon. They want to see the car crash, <laughs> but they don't want to help. Like it's just, No, you leave that to the professionals. What professionals? Uh, you see, that's the problem. It's, it, it, it's, you're always viewed as someone else's problem. It, uh, in it, Brandon. That's Brandon in a nutshell. But anyway... I mean, speaking of your boy Lashley, Lashley, uh-huh. the people were just completely silent during his match. Just silent. They didn't even want to see this match. Where were they? In Boston or something? Thanks for putting me on the spot. I don't know where they were. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just guessing, too. I'll tell you where we are right now, though. Kenny for your <laughs> thoughts podcast, episode 57. <laughs> so it's These fickle fans, bro, they don't want to cheer. For a good storyline because they think it's. We mean a good storyline. Lana's, Lana's flubbing lines. Poor Lana. I mean, I don't. I don't blame her because Lana is just literally in a position where I wouldn't want to be in that storyline. Of course, she's messing up lines. This it's just horrible. It's like I'm I'm done with this. I'm done, I don't even want to watch Raw. Like it, it's cause it's to the point where Raw was good. Raw was a decent Raw. I don't want to watch it because it's segments like this are like offensive to the mind. Offensive to the fact that like I could be doing something better with my time. Like they wanted more TV time. And yes, they yes, they were. Yes, Brandon. By the way, the chat, the chat's telling me that they were in Boston, Mass. So you knew that they were okay. in Boston. You there we go. Stupid they idiot. You stupid <laughs> idiot. Just say they were in Boston. I blame Brandon. Wants to make me look bad on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I legit, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. But they were sitting on their head. They're sleeping on Lashley. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Brandon. They could have at least chanted CM Punk in the segment. CM Punk I would have been okay with that. CM Punk was the best thing to happen in professional wrestling this week. And that's that's heavy <laughs> going off the fact that he was, uh, you know, th- there was NXT and AEW. I mean, um, just anyway, I mean, NXT was such a good episode. This whole brand supremacy, people invading. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Ricochet, which is the cover sake, which is the most awkward cover in, in the history of the world or <laughs> it's it's ricochet flipping uh flipping onto Matt Riddle but Matt Riddle has le- his legs open but anyway uh, the, the the point is 
that episode was such a good episode of, of NXT. A- and if I had watched it live, which I didn't. <laughs> you know why? Because you did the right thing. You were supporting I AEW. was one of the 863,000. That's 000. right. You're because the WWE the machine doesn't need my money. They don't need it. They don't need it. It's a better NXT's show. Be it was a better show, but like, yeah, exactly. I can watch it on the network the next You're gonna day. You're going to watch it anyway, yeah. NXT is going to get theirs. But Brandon doesn't want to go to the AEW bash at the beach. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. The chat, Russell Marfer333 saying he was one of the 916K, which, by the way, <laughs> let's it. talk about the fact that, <laughs> you know, forget where you stand. I don't give a crap if you're mad that WWE won, uh, NXT, I should say, won. Or if you're mad, if you're mad that AEW didn't win, I don't care yeah. what where you stand. The fact that 1.8 million people watch professional wrestling on a Wednesday night was cool to me. That's probably the biggest takeaway from this is that we gotta have some newer fans joining us here. 1.8 right. million, 1.8 million. That's almost raw ratings. Raw's doing what 2.1 somewhere in there. It's good. That's a good thing that we're have we have alternatives. To, to Raw and SmackDown. We should all feel the same. Especially, especially after that segment with Baron Corbin and the Big Dog <laughs> on SmackDown. I don't even want to talk about SmackDown. SmackDown, the New Day versus the Revival was great, but that was about it. Oh, my God, that segment. Apparently, Fox is not too happy with stuff like that what? either. What? Really? Fox, Fox was not didn't like it? What's going on? Because it's a horrible segment. It is a like, horrible, horrible segment. Look, they got the ghost show, home show, though. They're, they're probably going to knock it out of the park here on uh, Friday coming up. I now don't, that you know everything's played out. I don't think they will. You don't think so? I don't think they will. They've got to see what everybody else did. They can come in fresh and do something sexy. We'll see. It's true. Well, Brandon. Dude? Yeah. Let's talk about Becky Lynch. How how'd you feel about Becky Lynch opening up NXT, man? That's... Cool, man. They needed that. That gives you a little a rating shot bump. in the arm, right? Yeah. Like, like don't tune like, in. Oh, snap. Yeah, Becky don't tune into the NXT. other show. Don't tune yeah. into the other show. We got, look what we got here. But the, the match. Worked, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. If there's one match I want to talk about, if there's one uh, uh, NXT, uh, I, I got to eat some crow here. It was uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus The Revival. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you've all heard on this podcast, I'm not the biggest fan of The Revival. <laughs> and it let me see though that I uh, uh that's that's on me because I'm going off of the Raw and SmackDown rot revival. Right. I forgot how good they are. I really did forget how good they are because they put on a hell of a match. I, I was too I was glued in. I I did not put my I did not pick up my phone. I was just watching this match. The things they right. did in that match were spectacular. And it makes me go, okay, WWE, you gotta realize you got something here with the revival. Right. Send them back to NXT. The, the, the clip is great. After the match, after the Revival lost, the WWE.com exclusive, um, they literally are walking up the ramp, and the fans are chanting, please don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so even everybody's clamoring right. for the Revival to stay. And the Revival is a team that should be an alternative, which is ironic because they're a throwback team. Uh, and yet they belong in, like, an NXT. where They're not being utilized in Raw and SmackDown. I maybe don't know what it is. Translate. That's what I was maybe just going to say. Like, maybe yeah. they're not translating, and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if that's WWE's fault. Uh, maybe at least, you know, it's it's true. It's weird. When they come out on the main roster, I almost sigh. I groan. I'm like, oh, look at these jobbers. They come out in, in NXT, and they just, like, run the place. 
don't I don't understand that dynamic. Maybe maybe Brandon maybe Brandon dynamic, Brandon yeah. maybe that's a lesson for us. Maybe you need to go onto another <laughs> podcast. So, no, that'd be absolutely because disaster. you're a jobber on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe if you go onto another podcast, you just get an air of cockiness. I'll just, I'll just get fired like Jim Cornette or quit. Yes, One true. You'll probably say something racist, get fired. <laughs> yeah. Well, goddamn pal. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what would happen. But speaking of NXT, uh, I probably shouldn't do this because kayfabe, but uh, I did want to give a shout out to Izzy, man, because every time I see her, it seems like she's just getting better and better. And nice. uh, at Knockout, she had a, you know, without spoiling it, uh, she had a segment with Gangrel, and I was just like, oh, man. Like, that kid's got it. And nice. I don't care how old she is, 12. Like, she's going to be something in the business. And uh, her, her, her family's always so awesome to me. They genuinely make me feel uh, welcome and uh, literally say, you know, like, oh, it, it's always awesome having you around. So that makes me feel good. But uh, that kid's got something. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I know you're you're all only seeing her on, uh, you know, NXT. She does do the NXT hot tag. She does have her, um, you know, her her own YouTube channel, things like that. But like I to me, you still haven't seen the best of Izzy. There's there's more to come. Um, she's got the work ethic at that age that Brandon has never developed. Yeah. No. And uh, it's just really, <laughs> really good to see Brandon. Brandon's the type that he comes to my house. And the first thing he he does is, is he goes and takes a crap in my bathroom. <laughs> Brandon Brandon goes into my bathroom. He, he and he he admitted it. He 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 holds it all day just to go sully my my perfect no. porcelain bathroom. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just disgusting. He leaves the door open no. and he doesn't flush. No, this is not what happened at all. Look, I had a lot of I had a lot of water that day, and so I was coming back. And he shouts, and he, shouts he shouts derogatory things while he's sitting on the <laughs> yeah, toilet. He's sitting there. It. He's sitting there telling I me he's the, right, yeah, he's yeah. The, he's telling me he's the only man that can strap a bucket of fried chicken and ride a motor screw through <laughs> Ethiopia. Like ah, it's terrible. That's terrible, right. terrible thing that <laughs> I did that, and then I used your power to charge my phone. Right. And then the next thing he does is like like as if like he has no power at home. The first thing he does is like go plug in his phone. Oh, it's just, uh, it's just really, really irritating being friends with Brandon. Really irritating. Dude, I'm telling you, these apps now, man, all these spy apps with the phone, they're draining the battery. It's ridiculous. You know, some people Fix take your apps, off, people. Some people take off background apps, but you got to be tech savvy for that. Brandon, Brandon's, Brandon's so tech savvy, but he doesn't, you know, doesn't know how to use a, a cell phone. It's so funny. Uh, That's but what I'm saying. Like, are they supposed to make it so the background apps are easier for us? It's about convenience. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. Brandon, Brandon's always out to blame someone else. But, you know, let's talk about a, uh, just randomly, uh, I want to talk yeah. about Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre. It's like a pay-per-view quality match on Raw. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it leads to something that, I and I had tweeted this out over the weekend uh, before this happened. Uh, my tweet was basically that, I'm going to call it now. Someone is betraying Raw or SmackDown and going to the NXT brand, and that's how NXT is going to win Survivor Series. Um, because we still don't have, like, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, uh, we don't have a uh, fifth member of the right. NXT th team. So we, uh, th this was being alluded to <laughs> because Triple H basically said, uh, you know, Kevin Owens, you're the life after the yeah. match. Kevin Owens, you're the lifeblood of NXT, and they plucked you away. They plucked you away. Now let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. All right, because I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to call. I'm going to try to make sense of this storyline here, WWE. 
I'm going to call it Ethiopian and Ethiopian. Do it. Wow. Kevin Owens, uh, you were plucked away to join Raw or SmackDown. You didn't want to go. Wasn't Triple H part of the authority when Kevin Owens went to Raw? So in kayfabe, what is Triple H saying? I plucked you from NXT and you didn't want to be plucked? What, like, what, how does that make sense? Because it's well, like... Well, we probably should have forgotten about that storyline by now, yeah, right? Apparently, we're, we're, yeah. we're supposed to have goldfish minds and, and like, yeah. forget <laughs> stuff every 15 just, yeah. minutes. Because hey. Triple H and the Authority were the ones who brought Kevin Owens, technically in kayfabe, to Raw. Like, what, what's going on here? That's why it's going to be a double swerve and Owens <laughs> is going to turn and be the NXT guy. Well, that would be a little bit too obvious to me. Is it? I think so. Maybe that's what they want us to think. And then the Maybe undisputed will work. Yeah. And then look, so it's just like, uh, you know, the chat's correcting me. Technically, Cena was the one that called him. But no, Kevin Owens. Well, that's another thing. It still doesn't make sense because technically, didn't Kevin Owens show up on Raw to face John Cena? <laughs> like when he was the NXT champion. So it's not like he was plucked from the Ovarian Bastille when he was not ready. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the way that's they call it the Ovarian Bastille. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but you know the comfort of NXT. Um, <laughs> I'm saying it, damn it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like to me, it doesn't make sense. It goes back to the whole like, I don't like this brand supremacy thing. Like it's not, it's not doing it for me as much as. And let me, let me let everyone understand. I like this storyline. It's weird. I like the storyline, but I don't like that it doesn't have like too much logic to it. I like the brand warfare. I do like that, but it's like there's little things that are just like. I don't think you should have done it like that. Like, you should just say something like, Kevin, you made the NXT brand what it is today. I know it's a brand that, even though you felt you needed to go to the great greener pastures of Raw and SmackDown so you, that you could become WWE champion and stuff, it's a brand that you never really wanted to leave because you have pride for NXT because you're one of the pillars of NXT. Come home. Come home. Like, that's all you had to say. It's just a slight modification. Not, you never wanted to be on Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> you know, it's like, why would you say that? Like, why would you say that? Like, I don't know. It, it, I'm nitpicking, but it's true. Well, well who do you want the, the next team member to be? Uh, maybe Rollins, if not I, I would go for Rollins because I think Rollins is a guy who, right now, it, that's the thing, though. It's like, I'm, if you're asking me who I want, mm. yes, Rollins. Uh, because I think he would go to NXT and be good, but that he might overshadow Finn Balor. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Poor Finn. So I don't know. I don't know who you want it to be, Brandon. I want it to be a surprise, like uh, like Brock Lesnar, like Eva Marie or something like that. Yeah, and I like mark out. Can we go one podcast without you mentioning <laughs> Eva Marie? But just throw it out there. She's in phenomenal shape. She can still go. Brandon, you follow one person on Instagram and it's Eva Marie. <laughs> That's Terrible. right. But anyway, I mean, um, are we? I guess we didn't really get into it, but man, CM Punk, man, I just, <laughs> I'm so happy he's back. You're just happy he's back there. I like the dynamic. It, it'll be cool. Hopefully it's, it'll give that, you know, Skip and Shannon slash uh, Stephen A and the other dude. Yeah kind of vibe to the show so at least you know you got some controlled opposition there so at least it feels like you have somebody giving a certain opinion about the product 
So we'll see how deep he gets into into the product as, right. as far as you know criticizing it or you know critiquing certain things. So let's talk. Um, let's talk because we really haven't touched on AEW Dynamite, um, and I think that's because I know Brandon didn't see it. Uh, but that, <laughs> but that being said, um, Dynamite was a strange show, and it's like there's part of me that feels like it was good, but there was part of me that's like, man, that was the wrong episode to put up against NXT, and I think we saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the ratings, uh, because maybe, quote unquote, uh, and I'm gonna get heat for this one, but <laughs> it was like a jobber esque show compared to oh, did NXT. you hear that, everybody? I think it was Kitty like the lack of like private party were jobbers. <laughs> wow, did not say that. That's exactly I'm just saying it's like you heard you it. had you had a, a show that Cody Rhodes took a break on. You had a show where you know Kenny Omega just had a segment. Uh, right. you only had half of the Young Bucks. So, like, to me... Maybe they didn't want to compete with the WWE guys. Maybe they knew that was no, what was coming think, up in the I, show. I, I honestly don't think it had anything to do with competition. Now, mm. again, I'm saying this in a sense of if you're comparing AEW versus NXT. AEW, there was a cooler show for AEW because they're coming off of a pay-per-view, um, you know, the second week after a pay-per-view, whereas WWE is going into two pay-per-views. They're going into NXT War Games, which let's not sleep on the fact that we're getting women's war games, which let me know on the chat. Do you want to see the women's war? I asked this question on Twitter. Do you want to see the women's war games first uh, to start the show, or do you want to see the men's war games to start the show? And spoiler alert, because I posted this on Twitter too. War games always will have the heels with the advantage. It's such a heat magnet for them to have the advantage. Brandon, if you don't know how war games works, you know, in the old days, they used to do a coin toss for the advantage, but basically... You know, they come out in intervals. So there'll always be an advantage where it's like two on one or three on two or something for the heels because that's just good heat. That's good heat, Baba, as the Iron Sheik yeah. would say. Um, so that that will always happen. But yes, AEW is coming off of a pay-per-view, kind of a sleeper show. You know, we don't have the next pay-per-view on the horizon, whereas WWE's got two major, major shows that they need to plan for, which I don't know if I'm a fan of the fact that War Games is right before Survivor Series. Now, I would normally be okay with that, but there's no separation of church and state right now. And so it's like there's like an oversaturation of NXT, I feel. Like you're going to have NXT fight at War Games and then they have to go again on Sunday. Now, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong and this this all turns out well, but like uh, it's kind of cool that we're getting to see a a match where they're going to decide the number one contender for the title at NXT TakeOver. And then the NXT title will actually be defended at Survivor Series. So, again, WWE is pulling out all the stops for this one. All right? But going back to Dynamite, uh, you know, we saw half of the Young Bucks, half of the Lucha Bros fight. And, dude, that was a hell of an opener. Not that you know yeah. that, but that was a hell of an opener. <laughs> hey, Nick, I at least saw the first 15 minutes of Nick it. Nick Jackson versus Ray Fenix was just like, holy crap. Like, I knew these guys were good, like the tag teams, but, like, they're just as good in the singles world. Especially Ray Fenix surprised me because it was like, I know Penta's the star, but, like, Ray Fenix just, like, he hung, man. Like I could see, I could see those tag teams splitting, and they're they're still good. Still good, yeah. Like I was, they, I was surprised. Yeah, yeah and doesn't Phoenix uh, does most of the, the promoing too, right? For the for the two of them, right? 
Right. Yeah. So I, I definitely think well, he no, no. He, he right? talks, but like, right, right. But but Penta Al Zero is definitely the one who comes up with the like crowd participation stuff, right, like right. the Zero Medo, like the right. you know all that stuff. But you know they're they're good. But I'm just saying, like you know, Penta stands out. But and Ray Phoenix obviously is the younger guy. Which I've I've started to say Phoenix. Did you did you notice that? Like I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've corrected <laughs> myself and not saying Phoenix like I've been saying right. for months. Um, but yeah, man, this was such a hot start to Dynamite. But uh man, again for comparison's sake, how are you gonna compare that to Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley? And that's yeah, where like did. that's where that's AEW suffered. And it's like, but do you do you if you're AEW, I'm talking about. Do you like tune into the other show and see like what you need to do to com- combat it, or do you just go with your show? And you just got to do you, right? WCW was yeah. very reactionary. They would see what was happening on Raw, and they'd be like, "Okay, put this segment up against it." Do you feel? Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but you know, it's. I think maybe like you could react to something the next week or something. You know, maybe, but. No, right. I think you just got to do your show, what, what you're going to do. Let it let it carry you home. I will say a huge highlight, uh, which is always will, uh, the show was uh, definitely Jericho and uh, SCU, man. Oh, man. Uh, Scorpio Sky. Like, yeah. I was – okay, so you know for a fact. I mean, you know that I've always liked the bad influence, the uh, the addiction, whatever you want to call them, Daniels and Kazarian. I've always liked them. I've always thought they had a funny dynamic uh scorpio sky was not uh familiar with and so when i saw like scu for the first time i was like who are these guys like why did they add another guy when when uh you know daniels and kazarian could do it themselves and now i get it like as uh, he's as he's been developing like dude uh scorpio sky man is uh is a really good talent, man. He's good on the yeah. mic. I just like the little he came like off really good in the right, segment. Yeah. He came across amazing, but I just like the little like before he says his line, he always does the ha. Like it just <laughs> it always comes across really good. Uh, he's got an infectious smile, like so the fans can gravitate towards him. Um, good looking dude, Brandon. I'm not afraid to say that. So he's a uh, Scorpio Sky. A lot of people there was controversy on Twitter from uh-huh. the AEW marks. <laughs> What did they say? And maybe, and maybe not even the AEW marks, but people who were you know, probably against AEW, uh, people were like, I thought the number one contender was going to be based on win-loss records. Um, and they're like, hey, the, hey, what, it doesn't mean that, anything? And I'm like, I'm like, guys, Scorpio Sky beat the effing AEW champion last week on Dynamite. He pinned him clean, like in a, in a kayfabe sense. If you beat the champion who has never, by the way, Jericho, again, if we're talking win-loss records, Jericho has never been beaten until last week when Scorpio Sky beat him clean. If that's not a reason to get an AEW title shot, I don't know what is. But not only that, in this segment, they did a very good job of explaining that. Almost to the point where Scorpio Sky and uh, the rest of SCU were like, we know that, you know, it came across like, we know that Jericho (laughs) is not going to give us, give me a title shot because I beat him. So they were like, oh, I want to face you. And then Jericho agrees to that. And then, you know, in, in great baby face working the delusional heel fashion, they basically say, like, ah, I don't want it for the title, though. Right. It's like, you know, what do you mean you don't want it for the title? I don't want it for the title. I know I'd beat you. You know, and it's like, you beat me? 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not asking for a title match. He's like, what? You want a title match? No, no, no. Don't give me a title match. And, you want it? You got it. And then they're like, they yeah. have to sell it. They have to be like, oh, like, I didn't want a title match. And then he's like, we're well, shake on it. Like, it's official. <laughs> Such a good segment. Jericho put over Scorpio Sky like a million bucks. Looked like an idiot doing it, which is great. That's exactly the heel you want for a Scorpio Sky. And then uh, now we have a match of Scorpio Sky versus versus Chris Jericho. I'm just I'm excited for that match. I'm excited. The good thing about Dynamite next week is I'm really excited to see that. And then what, mm-hmm. what's that? The Diamond Dozen stuff's going to be settled on that too, which that yeah. that was a cool little thing to do. It's like they don't have you know like you don't have the the mid card title right now, but, but you know uh, yeah, yeah. so you know you you do like a little ring or something to so at least they have a purpose. I mean it put over uh, Hangman Adam Page and MJF, which are your two biggest mid-card, you know, yeah, on the have... verge of being baby, uh, sorry, on the verge of being main eventers uh, in the company, so it did good. And then you had, like, a lot of the storylines advancing there. When Sean Spears hit, um, you know, Joey Janela with the steel chair to eliminate him. Good, like, that advanced the storyline without having to, like, oversaturate it. Uh, when you had Sonny Kiss and Billy Gunn doing a spot, <laughs> Billy Gunn, such, yeah. such a good, like, it was good to see him in that veteran role. Like everyone loved it. I was like laughing my ass off at the DX like ripoff stuff they were doing with him. Um, but you know, MJF dumping Orange Cassidy, like Orange Cassidy not doing shit in the match. Which, <laughs> by the way, Jim Cornette probably has a problem with him, of course. But <laughs> right, um, Orange Cassidy, like I said, has been done right in AEW because it's not like he's being put over as a threat. Like he's just a guy that's standing in the middle of the ring for some odd reason. Um, but no, it, it was good stuff, man. Like, honestly, it was good stuff. And, um, the, the, again, the fact that, that Hangman Adam Page and MJF came out on top, um, honestly, good. So next week we'll see the Thanksgiving Eve episode, Brandon, of AEW That's Dynamite. Right. Do you think that we'll have some ratings? I think we'll have some, this could go. We'll either, switch. Right. We'll well, switch. I think this is going to go either way. Uh, what I mean by this is I think l- either less people will watch wrestling on Wednesday night or more people will watch because they're home. So mm. I don't know. Well, t- next week's going to be a little bit iffy. We're getting into that holiday season. Now I'm, I'm getting scared because right. if you remember what happened last year, WWE just went to the worst product it's ever produced in 20 years around <laughs> holiday season. And so it started from a post Survivor Series. And I remember on the podcast, go listen to those episodes. The, the podcast, I was like, no, it's not going to get bad. And it got worse and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. Uh. So hopefully... Hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully uh, AEW Dynamite and NXT deliver, all right? But we got to get past Survivor Series. We got to get past War Games to get to that point. Uh, But like I said, Dynamite is going to deliver. Um, I was a fan of the women's match. I thought it was really good. You know, without going into it too much, I I thought that was good. But something I I did want to get into uh, was the promo, the vignette for the Dark Order. Uh, oh yeah oh man like that was good that's how you do it that is literally how you do it because literally you have a situation where the dark order is not taking up time they're not having a match they don't need to have matches every week but you put a promo over of like basically people getting recruited to be creepers and like now you understand like there's a no pun intended but there's like a dark really sinister motive behind these guys they're not just they're not just, you know, hokey characters. They're guys who are manipulating people to join their side. There's literally a hashtag now, join Dark Order. Dark Order. This is good. 
Get a this is how folks. you do stuff. This is a how you do a viral campaign. AEW's got this one right. I'm ve- I'm more invested in the Dark Order because you know you you've been there in the room when the Dark Orders come hating. out. I'm hating on the Dark <laughs> Order. I was like, but in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, man, this Dark Order's got something. You know, there's a, been a lot of character development in the Dark Order and the Scorpio skies of the world. Like, there's a lot of character development in AEW. That's one thing I want to say about this episode. We didn't need Cody Rhodes coming out to Pyro for some odd reason. Cody Rhodes with his elaborate <laughs> entrance. You like Cody Rhodes the Pyro? He kills it. He's a star, Cody. A star. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Yes. And then, like, we didn't need that this week. I liked it. I liked the fact that you know. Cody, Cody might not be cleared right now, quote unquote, you know, so he's sitting it out. Uh, we just had like a, a Kenny Omega being hokey in a promo. Right. But I, how'd you feel about the main event? How'd you feel about the main event of Dynamite? How'd you feel about uh, Moxley Darby? Yeah, Moxley, Moxley Darby. It was cool, man. Um, That's a lie because I, you were asleep during the whole match. No, anyway, I, you know what? I did see I did see the final spot, which is all you needed to see. Right. You know, and we'd be remiss <laughs> if we didn't talk about uh, Private Party versus Proud and Powerful because it was a tribute to Matt Travis, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, which that was good. That was good that they put that little emotion in there, and then they started the match. So it it made you more invested in it. Um, Tiff Tiff was talking about it. Tiff of All Elite Podcast was like talking about how good the match was going to be, and I was like instantly, I was like Brandon, uh, <laughs> LAX versus Street Profits. And yeah, she got upset right away. <laughs> she was not happy. About I don't it. even. You don't even need to say it, Brandon. I just need to act like you, and then it's. Oh, she man. already knew. Oh, hey, man. I'm glad. But look, I'm glad you had a good time. But look, let's start. Let's start wrapping this episode up. Let's, let's keep. Let's, let's keep. Let's keep this nice and short. But here's here's my message. You know, I like to leave you all with a little wisdom. Here's the problem I have with a lot of wrestling fans this week, and it's the thing the thing that I saw on my social media. Uh-huh. Guys, it's okay to like both wrestling companies. It's okay to like rock and rap. It's okay to like country and pop. It's okay to like music in general. It's okay to like wrestling in general. Okay? The the fact mm-hmm. that people feel like you have to choose a side. Now, here's the thing. I can I I definitely endorse the fact that like, okay, have your company and, and be passionate about it. Buy their merchandise, support your company. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to like look just because I'm married and I'm happy and I'm in a, a relationship with a girl I love doesn't mean I need to make fun of single people. Does that make <laughs> sense? Just because it's a problem I see in general. There's, there's a lot of hate from people and it goes way past wrestling. Just because you love something doesn't mean that you need to hate people that love something else. Just because someone likes their own culture doesn't mean I need to hate them. That's I know I'm going in a very broader <laughs> spectrum, but just because I love who I am doesn't mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's wrong. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, Brandon? A, a little bit, but I don't know. Can you, like, be an Ohio State fan and a Michigan fan? Look, what I'm saying is you can like your teams. That's different because you can like your teams uh-huh. – but it doesn't mean you got to go set somebody's car on fire because they like a different team than you. That doesn't mean you need to blast them on social media because they like a different team than you. Because ultimately, y'all like, y'all, y'all like football. So at least you right. can agree on something there. You can be passionate in your arguments. But you don't need to hate someone on a personal level. You don't need to throw vitriol. Throw, t- call people, you're such an AEW marks. You, none of you make sense. WWE marks, none of you make sense. And it's like, 
Oh man, it's We're like all marks, right? I won't day. even mention the name of the account, <laughs> but there's an AEW biased account that just like shits on right. WWE, like to the point where it's just so obvious they're biased and and drinking the Kool Aid, and it's like, uh, you see, see Jim Cornette had said ah, fried chicken and Kool Aid. <laughs> oh man, that that wouldn't have gone over well. Um, yeah, see, maybe if it said Kool Aid, we would know what he was talking about. But there's a you know that account that just crap all over wwe and it's just like oh my god i just want to block them because it's like i don't i don't like people like that i don't like people that have to be negative as soon Mm -hmm. as i told people on social media like oh cool nxt beat aew they were just like well this is what happened well you can't say (laughs) that you can't and it's like guys okay it's okay the fact of the matter is aew got beaten the ratings it's okay it's this is a sprint or it's a or this yeah. is not a sprint, I should say, right? <laughs> this is a race. What what the fuck's the saying, Brandon? I'm I'm so I'm so upset over the Twitter marks right now. Yeah, we go by total viewers or the demo. Yeah, the, well, the demo. I think AEW still won the 18th 34. Yeah. If we're talking about the demo, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like that's awesome. We knew AEW was geared for 18 to 34. Again, what I want to leave you with is is the fact that it's still good that. Both companies got a considerable amount of viewership. It's not like AEW yeah. completely smoked a you know AEW. Right, right. NXT and, and AEW are still pretty neck and neck. Now, if NXT does two point seven and AEW does five hundred thousand, now I'm gonna be very, very concerned for for the company or vice versa. You know what I mean? Now, now you become an NXT. But mark. look, this was coming. This was coming. NXT has slowly risen. AEW has sl- has slowly been falling in the sense of ratings, not in terms of show quality. This was coming. Yeah. Brandon, before we go off air, anything you want to talk about? I want to say, uh, wrestlers out there, if you're trying to get out of your contract, claim racism. And they'll get you right out of I there. Think, <laughs> get a contract quick. Speaking of which, I think you'll be good to go. I think I think uh, Jordan Miles was uh, officially not, is officially not with the company from what I'm hearing. There you go. So, I mean. That's how you, that's how you get it done, people. None of this, you know, oh, will you release me? No. Let him know. Straight racism going on. Get right out. All right? So listen to everybody. But speaking, since Brandon was the last to talk, I did want to read this quote from Mark Twain uh, to leave you all with. Uh, this, I think this will <laughs> pertain uh, to all the people on social media who just like to argue and want to be right about their company, no matter what. Logic defies them, all right? So here's the quote, and this especially applies to Brandon. It says, never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. <laughs> that is the problem I have yes. with social media. People just want to be right all the time. I don't have to be right. I want Raw, I want Raw, Smack, I want to have an episode where Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, NWA Power, Impact, everything is so good that I literally have no criticisms. I just want it to be an hour of me sitting here going, it was good. It's all good. I don't need to be right. In, in life, the less right you are, the happier you are. Guys, that is what I will leave you with. Ignorance but, is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Listen to, to <laughs> Living Color said it best. There's a song that they have called Ignorance is Bliss, right? So... Uh, good song. So, Living Color, shout out to you. Brandon, you, like, literally, you're not backing me up here. You're not talking. 
I've agreed with all your points, bro. No. I mean, Brandon's, Brandon, Brandon is just asleep. Uh, Brandon went to sleep <laughs> on this podcast 14 minutes and 31 <laughs> seconds in. And he hasn't had anything good to say ever since. But please, guys, especially for Black Friday, we got some sales going on at ProWrestlingTees.com. Slash Kenny for your thoughts. They're going to have some sales at ProWrestlingTees.com. Go support the podcast. If you've been listening from day one, please buy one of our shirts. Wear it. Let people know about the Kenny for your thoughts podcast. That way I can audition a different co-host. We can get somebody else on here. <laughs> and guys, uh, if you're watching... Yeah, the video version of the podcast, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Come join the discussion uh, on Twitter at Kenny Podcast so that we could get away from the haters of the world and put some more positive people on my Twitter, uh, Instagram <laughs> at a Kenny uh, for your thoughts podcast and Facebook at a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. You can listen to the audio versions of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and more. Go listen on your favorite platform. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Brandon. That was a hell of a way to play us out, I will say. Very good. I'm, I'm just I'm just really thankful that you're not saying anything stupid like Jim Cornette <laughs> before we go off air. So guys, before Brandon says something like that, and I have to kick him off, and he has to resign from this podcast... Going to end the episode now. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for joining us. Watermelon. <laughs> <laughs>